Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to Ill Equip Podcast, episode 6. Today I'm joined, oh this is the podcast where we go on a musical journey together, in case you didn't it know. Is. I'm joined by my co-host, Pokemon card tr- uh, trainer, he trains the cards, yeah. TJ Benhart. Yeah, what I do is I fold the cards into little shapes, and um, I I train them to stay in those shapes, and I make them into something new. Um, You can buy my creations over on uh, Etsy. Yeah. Hi, Josh. I'm doing pretty good today. Um, I was doing good. And now I'm doing even better. (laughs) You know why? Yeah? We've made a discovery together, and that is... Yes. We're talking about Justin Bieber today, the yeah. great Justin Bieber, young legend, yeah. and he released a song called "Yummy," Did. which universally disliked, I believe. No, and, actually, no? really, unfortunately, Do people yeah. like "Yummy." Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm wrong, but this new version of "Yummy," in order to keep it relevant, he decided to pull a little Nas. Remix it uh, with Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, everybody's favorite country artist. Everyone's favorite country duo. Now, this song, I didn't like Yummy, as I thought no one did, but I was wrong. It's catchy. Yeah. The Florida Georgia Line version is terrible. It sounds like a parody. (laughs) Like, it sounds like a YouTube parody of Yummy. Well... Um, I haven't listened to it. Hold on. Let me, I'm going to listen to it right now. (laughs) I mean, it's just, I don't understand. Let's just get in, we can get into the album off of this, but it's, I have some more problems with this song and the whole album where I just don't understand what he was going for. Yeah. At all. I think that's pretty obvious all the way through, and um, I gave it a second listen just to make sure I could collect my thoughts about this album. Because even from like uh, a modern like pop, like uh, you know, like the 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 big shots who don't write their own music and all that, even from that standpoint, it's not good like it, it doesn't stack up to everything yeah. else that's going on it's, it's like um, below the average you know that controversy about him trying to get people to stream it to like beat out these people who are like actually um like topping the charts and all that um so i it, it's kind of obvious i think he just wants like the the fame and this like bounce back and this uh yeah uh, money, I guess. Um, let me let me take a listen to the first few seconds of this country remix. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk. I I was genuinely like kind of excited for this album before I heard Yummy. Oh God. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> they chose Mr. Florida or Georgia. I'm not sure which one to sing the hook. Um. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um, that was really bad. <laughs> I only listened. I listened to the first few words of the song. <laughs> um, 
All right, let okay. me continue. Um, I was going to say, I was kind of excited, or interested at least, in this album, because it's called Changes. Yeah. And there's been a lot, like we talked about last week, there's been a lot of pop stars, such as Harry Styles, or like even Kesha, who have had these like returns after their early 2010s fame. Yeah. They've made like genuinely good music. Uh, this is bad. back. You know, they're coming back with actually something to prove. Like, they're, right. they're writing something good. They have some experience in life. Um, and it's it, it's working for them. Um, for Justin Bieber, not so much. Um, I know it's been, like, in the news lately that, like, he's um, had this, like, change in his lifestyle. Um, he's, like, come to find Christianity um, as a big part of his life. Um, that's huge. I like that. That's cool. It doesn't seem to come through in this album at all. It's no um, Jesus is king. It's no Jesus is king. Um, it's like Kanye. Uh, yeah. To to speak a little more to this album, I know you just found it like really boring. Um, listen to it the first time. I agree. Um, this the songwriting, like the actual music, is pretty dry. Um. And I don't know, the, the lyrics aren't much better. That's what I tried to focus on uh, the second time. And uh, there's some problems, I think, generally with, with this album as a whole. Um, I think this album, pretty much almost every song on this album was written like for his lover, girlfriend, whoever it might be for him. I don't keep up with JBs that much in the media. Selena Gomez, um, right? Gomez, this has got to be her, right? <laughs> um, but it, this whole album is written like as a love album, like as this album that was for her. And actually, if this album was written for me, like thinking about the lyrics, thinking about the way it's presented, I I, I might be a little embarrassed. Um, <laughs> not just because it's bad, no, and not just because it's bad. Um, Okay, I I think there's a pretty problematic. There's a couple things that are problematic about the way he's like approaching this as a love album. Um, so the first thing is like, I don't know. You you think about your your average um love song, right? Uh, obviously the both the uh the lyrics and the music are something to get swept away in. Um, they're both something that is very lush and beautiful, um, almost always, and something that kind of matches the tone of the love that you have for this person. Um, whereas the music in this album, it's obvious he didn't care what the songwriters were giving to him. It's obvious he didn't care what the music sounded like. He just wanted to put some words over some basic beats and put it out there. And that, first of all, it doesn't make for a very good love song, if you ask me. Um, not in the slightest. <laughs> so that's problem number one. Uh, problem number two, I'm scrolling through like all the lyrics um, on this album, and it seems like a lot of the way that he views this person is pretty shallow. Yeah. And, like, 
most of the lyrics are just about like sex and like how great it is that uh you know he has this person by his side with him all the time that he can have sex with and uh, i i don't know that that hits me in a negative way as far as love songs go as far as music that you're writing for your significant other goes um uh, it, and it seems like there's a lot of these weird standards. This is problem number three. So that was problem number two. <laughs> problem number three is it seems like there's a lot of these like weird standards that he's setting for this relationship that he's just like putting like straight out there that uh, seem kind of problematic. Um, he seems very possessive, very obsessive, very... Um, focused on like this physical affection and uh, altogether it makes for a really uncomfortable album for your SO, you know? Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there, there's lines about like stay in the kitchen in this album. <laughs> that's spicy. <laughs> He literally says that. Uh, that was cool. So, I, don't know. I mean, for me, I didn't go as hard on it. I didn't even finish the first time I listened to it. I just, it was so shallow. That was a good word. It's like, the beats just felt like nothing. Like, they didn't feel complete. They were so, like, thin. It's like boring trap beats with like boring whatever. It was just very like slow and just kind of like non-impactful. I don't know. It was just eh. Eh. I don't eh. like it. Just eh. Do you have anything else to say about um, it? Because from here we're going uphill. We got some good albums to talk about today. Yeah, we actually do. This episode... Um, if you made it through our rant about Justin Bieber, the rest of the albums, I think, are all pretty solid. We got a good mix of stuff to talk about. Um, I just want to end my my rant about this album and how bad it is um, by reading the beginning of the song, Available. Um, it says, thinking about you, it ain't always about me. Don't make any sense in you being lonely. Hurry up and get here now, but don't speed. I'll never get over you up under me. And basically that's the that's the tone of the entire album and it's not Ew. fun i'm not going to be putting any of these songs on the playlist uh listen to them on your own time we'll be putting so. baby by justin bieber on the playlist we will be putting baby by justin bieber on the playlist or boyfriend um, out i don't know which i would choose between those i just miss the old justin hard choice um yeah, I'm going to give this album a rating. Uh, actually, I would not recommend this album, um, first of all. Yeah. I know this is a music recommendation podcast, but I would not recommend this album. Uh, anyone, I would really? give it a rating of Justin Bieber is still playing for junior high girls out of 30. Wow, not even close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, let's, let's move on. I think I gave you a lot better of an album to listen to for this week. I did. So 
I'm talking about Beach Bunny Honeymoon. And this is an album I didn't know about, but apparently Beach Bunny was a big TikTok meme. Not meme, but like, uh, I don't know what you call it. A sensation TikToker? on oh, TikTok. Oh. It's one of her songs from her EP. It okay. came out last year. I haven't listened to it, but that's a thing. She's also on Mom and Pop Records. Nice. We like is, Mom and Pop. We like them here. They're typically <laughs> very good at their Courtney Barnett's label, one of her labels that distribute her music. So yeah, that was a good sign. So these are, first one was just neutral sign. Didn't, I didn't really care because I don't, talk uh, either second thing yeah, got yeah. me excited the album cover i like it's very typical of the genre that this music is which that genre being uh-oh here it comes female fronted indie rock music this is very much no. like the straightest female fronted indie rock we've done so far like yeah. just it is very indie rock inspired garage rock inspired very pretty straightforward i think apparently there's you can talk about it more because you did more research but it is a much deeper album than just the shallow garage rocky kind of straightforward sound but i really enjoyed it which i mean i kind of knew i would just because it's very good at what it does which is this garage rock female fronted sound i mean i don't really know there's just not a ton to say about this album besides it being i just really like the energy from it i really like just the overall sound garage rock sound kind of lo-fi loud guitars pretty fast paced i like her voice a lot i don't think it's it doesn't stand out in a crowd very much to be honest like, it's not the most unique, but I think it serves... I, I, I could agree. I mean, I listen to it, this music a ton, you know, like this type of music. So, it's... I kind of hear it all, so this isn't super unique. And which is kind of my biggest gripe with the album, maybe, is the whole album... So, if we were to put make a tier list... Of this kind of music, this garage rocky, indie rocky kind of female fronted music. I just don't feel like this necessarily breaks in to like the top tier kind of stuff, like the Angel Olsons of the world, the Courtney Barnett's of the world, stuff like that, the Always of the world, which this album I just feel like is missing something punch it into the next tier for me which is just like yeah. something unique something very special that brings me back to this album specifically but that being said i really enjoyed it i it's on my loved list of the year i listened yeah. to it two or three times i just really liked it all the way through but you told me apparently this is you can talk about it more since you listen to it but the lyrics actually do mean a lot more than I thought initially. So why don't you tell us about that and your general yeah. thoughts? 
Yeah, um, there's a little something here. I, I, I like analyzing lyrics. Maybe um, Josh and I, different ends of the spectrum, Josh will analyze the music a little more, and I will analyze the lyrics a little more on any given album. Um, and I think uh, their lyrics can be something special, can be this thing that can kind of take them into a, uh, a higher tier. Maybe if they... Uh, really dig into that energy that they have a little more and uh, let those lyrics drive that, um, that could be something good uh, for them to keep going forward with. Um, they are, they're a Chicago band, right? They got that Midwestern perspective. We love that Midwestern perspective. Um, and uh, it, it's mentioned a few times in the album, I think, um, like the, the singer getting mad about somebody from being, being from California, um, typical. Uh, and basically this whole album uh, it's about like it's, it seems like it's about a breakup um, but as you start to listen and pay more attention it's uh, it, it's more of like well as the name of the album implies uh, the phase after the honeymoon phase in a relationship right where you start to you either have to be normal with each other or there's going to be some problems, right? You know? Um, she's singing about that and, like, these, like, crumbling moments, these, like, shaky moments in a relationship. And um, it kind of keeps snowballing down until the end where there's this moment of optimism and there's this uh, nice little, I don't know, bit of rest where you can... Uh, moment. Song. Yeah, that Cloud Nine moment, and it feels good. And um, yeah, I don't know, Josh. Let's be watching out for um, Beach Bunny in the coming days, yeah. coming years. I will say, there's kind of like a. Oh yeah, go ahead. I would say it's. There's kind of like this. Uh... <laughs> oh whatever. There's kind of this similarity to snail mail in the way like the delivery of the lyrics kind of this like younger person yeah. perspective like early 20s um, late teens whatever um and this uh this view of life um definitely taken in the first person um definitely reminds me of snail mail a lot and uh yeah what do you got i was just gonna say it's a very good base point for an artist like it's a very good this album's very it's their debut album they're a new band i just think there's a lot that they can go off of like you said i'll be looking out for the future because i mean it's hard to nail a debut (laughs) it's hard to nail a debut and usually like you can hone your craft on a sophomore album or you can lose what you had but lose everything, yeah. Um, I'm excited to hear from Beach Bunny in the future. And yeah, nice. snail mail comparisons I hear, but I don't know. I mm, who's gonna listen to this, Josh? Who's gonna listen to this? Yeah. I mean, if you like any of the bands we've mentioned so far, your snail mails, Courtney, Angel Olsen, those kind of bands, you'll like this. If you like. Uh, rock rock music fans can be weird, but 
Like, yeah. they can be specific, which I totally respect. But you might want to try this out. There's a lot of, there's a lot there. There's a lot, there's a little bit of edge. A little edge to it. A little hmm. grit. You know? Yeah. So I'd recommend trying this, maybe. But, yeah. I don't know. Not much to say. Else. We both enjoyed it, I think. Ooh. What rating should I give it? Mm. 8 out of 10? <laughs> yeah, give it that simple rating. Okay, okay I mean... <laughs> 7.9 out of 10. Nice. It's, a cur- it's called a curveball. It's called a uh, defying expectation. Let's move on. Let's, okay, all Good right, album. Move on. Let's move on to Good your album. highlighted album of the week. The album yeah. that I did not choose I gotta... for you. You chose. This is... uh. Oh, I, I don't know how to start with this album. I recommend this album. Um, that, that's the point, right? Um, this is uh, a new album from a group called The Ballroom Thieves. Um, the name of the album is Unlovely. Um, yeah, so Unlovely, The Ballroom Thieves. Let's dive right in. This album, this band, actually, I'll say, I discovered them probably about four years ago maybe five years ago now um and they instantly captivated me as this group who is making this sort of like bluesy folky sound uh using violins using cellos using uh, a bunch of different string arrangements here and there um and of course the guitar of course like the 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 nice uh I don't know rough drum sounds um and they're they're using this to their advantage to create kind of what the band's name is all about like the ballroom thieves right like it's a it's like things get wild in the ballroom right it's like you're bringing uh I don't know like a, you have these like bandits that are here to rob everybody in the ballroom um if you can imagine that like as a sound of music, would you think it would be a good sound, Joshua? I mean, personally, sure. Sounds it. I mean, it sounds interesting. Yeah. At yeah. Least. Uh, yeah. At least a little bit, exactly. And that's I. Th- I think that's the case for the Ballroom Thieves. Everything they've done has at least been a little good, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, something to think about there, right? Um. There is a little bit of an issue I have with some of their songs as, I don't know, they don't seem that organic um, like a lot of their sound implies. But they've had quite the artistic evolution that's taken them really far into this new album. So I guess I can speak about the new album now. Um, Unlovely is a pretty long album. It's like maybe not it's like 40 minutes i guess uh it's got 11 songs on it it's uh it i don't know it it's such a mixed bag of sounds um like these guys are diving into like this nice southern blues nice southern rock sound there's a lot of country um it's like they put a country instagram filter like over this entire album in a good way um in a good way, yeah, because it's like uh, it, it's the way they sing, um, the way they sing, 
some of the energy, some of the way they uh, put the guitars in there, maybe like the drums a little bit. Um, it has like the soul of a country album and uh, everything else. It's like they're adding these spices of like so many other interesting genres and arrangements. Um, there's harp various times throughout the album. There's uh, so many different like string arrangements, um, like with the cello and the violin that can both remind you of sort of like classical music or bluegrass at times um, or like the blues. Uh, there are also moments where they dive into things like bossa nova even, um, like with this, uh, this nice switch up in the tempo. Um, and there are times where it gets heavier too. Uh, they have two singers as well. So they're kind of like dancing around through the whole album, bringing out these different sounds, bringing out these different singers, different um, different moods throughout the album. Um, I can say the lyrics on this album uh, don't have that much of a like cohesion with each other. I didn't notice any like overarching themes or anything, um, which is fine. I mean, that's how a lot of albums are. Um, but these guys are also like pretty great poets when it comes down to it. They have large vocabularies uh, and they, almost the same way that they're weaving together all these different sounds, they are uh, painting a really unique picture of the world around them um so yeah there's there's a lot of different things it's kind of like a a look at the world today a look at their perspectives and just uh they're just putting it out there with some good music you know that's kind of how country goes um they're just going to talk about life good. when it's good <laughs> yeah. let's go back to that yummy country remix justin <laughs> bieber in florida georgia line yeah, we had it for a minute <laughs> on this album also he managed to get it on other artists albums and escape he bought the yummy, yummy 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 <laughs> got that yummy 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 all right what are you feeling what, what, who would like this would i like this who would like this do you think uh, we should try you might, you might want to try this I, I can't say that you would like it <laughs> Um, <laughs> everybody who's listening individually and tell me who which ones would like it right um every individual we only have like one listener so like <laughs> would they like it i don't know who it is if you're our <laughs> listener that listens to the full episode every week please text me because <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't even listen to our full episode every week i don't want to hear myself again um all right well the person that would like this is somebody who's willing to experiment with some new sounds and somebody who also has the palate to tolerate country. That's <laughs> Okay. I mean, yeah, you have to like country, like at least a little bit cuz it's good country, but you have to like country to like this album. Um I would also recommend their 2016 album, Dead Eye. That I I love that album. It's like top 10 albums of all time. Uh, a little more folky. But um, yeah, this this new one, uh, unlovely. 
this if you if you maybe kind of like country maybe want to try some new sounds because there's definitely a lot of great sounds definitely something you could dance in a ballroom to a couple of songs on this album that i think are really great uh don't want to dance and love is easy my sweet little love tune um yeah i'm gonna give this album a rating out of um i'm gonna give it out of three out of three, this album is uh, good. Okay. There's the rating. We'll take it. <laughs> we need to come up with a better rating system. Yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All good right. Out of three. That was uh, Unlovely by the Ballroom Thieves. Sounds interesting. Let's move what on. What do you got for us next, Josh? My recommended album, Tame Impala. Slow Rush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is a band that I'm very fond of. I love all of their albums, starting what got me, what hooked me and a lot of people to Tame Impala is their last album, Currents, which is just masterful. Like, it has a very one. unique, spacey, reverby kind of out there sound, but it's also. He has a knack for writing these very catchy, sticky melodies and, like, songs. And, I mean, it's just such an infectious sound that I can listen to over and over. And there are some bangers yeah. on that album. Like, songs that, when they come on, you just have, like, they just grab your ear because of the uniqueness and the sweetness of them. Yeah. So that is to say... I was very excited for this album, and was not disappointed at all. I really liked it. <laughs> was that the drum roll? Yeah, it was like Perry the Platypus doing a drum nice. roll. But all right. <laughs> to get into it, the sound of it, which is, I'd say it's the same sound palette as Currents, very similar. Just they they have like two kind of sound. They have their older. They used to be more straight psychedelic rock, very Beatles inspired. Yeah. But like a, I, I used to think of them as a modern kind of Beatles vibe, like late Beatles, you know, like weird Beatles, <laughs> which I love. Lonerism is their best album for that era, which was two albums, and then their new spacey psychedelic sound, still rock music, but very specific and very them. Kind of Flaming Lips inspired, if you like that kind of thing. This is that kind of vibe. But I will say, something that really struck me one of the times I was listening to it, I feel like their album covers are very important to them. And I kind of saw that mm. Currents is a very dark, not dark, but very like, it's just a very purple album. That makes sense. Like it's very cold. cold. It's kind of dark. Cold. Okay. It's very like spacey, like black, spacey kind of. It just it's a very that kind of album. And this one, mm. when currents would go kind of watery and kind of darker, this one would go a lot more bright. It's very much more of an orange, like the album cover. It's very much more orange red kind of 
the synth sizers you choose are much more bright, a lot more plucky. There are still album songs that are interchangeable. Like the sounds aren't that different. So this is just something. I think the orange, red, bright sound synthesizers kind of struck me. I like noticed that is the big difference. And I mean, it's just him and Paula is a band that you go to for their sound. What I mean by that is. No one really is Tame Impala, and you, you yeah. can't really get the specific scratch from anyone else. It's much like a Mac DeMarco to me, where yeah. you go to Mac DeMarco to listen to hobo, like, riverboat kind of boy, indie boy music, you know? It's very <laughs> specific. Right. It's very What's Mac his, uh... DeMarco. He has a genre, doesn't he? He's a jizz jazzer. Oh, yeah, jizz jazzer. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's him. And then Tame Impala, in the same way, has a very specific Tame Impala sound that I go to to listen to Tame Impala. This album fits that perfectly. It starts off with One More Year, which kind of sets the tone of a little more of a brighter sound. Good song. It's a good song. Ah. Which it has this repeating thing, One More Year, kind of like they're being hooked to a song. It's just, it sets the tone for the album. I think if you're going to listen to it, if you like this song, you're going to like it. Because it just, it fits the vibe it's going for extremely well. Like, I will be putting this on, just, like, this will probably be, like, my default go-to album, at least for a while. It's very, yeah. it just fits every mood I'm in so well. Because it puts me in the Tame Impala world. It feels like you're floating in, like, it just feels like you're floating, you know? That first song, that first song, One More Year, is, like, this cascade of, like, bicyclers, like, passing you by, and you have no choice but to get swept away by them and go with them wherever yeah. they're going. It's you, crazy. You usually, I mean, if you're me, that takes you out through the rest of the album. I mean... I was just yeah. captivated by it. I really enjoyed it. I think the first time I listened to it, I was a little disappointed because I felt like it was vibe over song. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But I still feel that way a little bit. It's definitely not as good as Currents. Maybe that's that's a lot of nostalgia talk. You're comparing, Josh. I'm comparing. But... I would think I was wrong mostly. There are songs on here. It's just gonna happen. With how long is this out? It's an hour long album, so that's just gonna happen. Where some of the songs, that's why I think you should lean towards a shorter album. But there are a few songs that just kind of are more vibe, just to reinforce the vibe instead of actually being its own song. I can't think of any particular, but I got that feeling. Not that bad of a thing. I still think this is like. A 9 out of 10. That's not my rating. That's just, you know. Yeah. Way to talk about it. <laughs> that <laughs> would be, be a bad easy. rating system. Yeah, yeah, it would be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm I taking mean, a look at this album cover here. Um, I know you said, like, they definitely have this sort of importance on their album covers. And, I don't know, this seems like the album definitely, like, it's inside a house. There's a whole bunch of sand. It's, like, pouring in. Um, it's bright outside, but it's pretty dark inside. And it's kind of orange. The, the The walls are orange. 
Um, seems like it might be a pretty introspective album. You know, just like dealing with that like inner space that's getting clogged out by sand. You know. Sure. I mean, it um, was a point. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's neat. Yeah, it's I'm not really a concept that. album, I'd say. Much yeah. to some people, wanted that, I think, which I don't really care that much. Because the single, It Might Be Time, is one of the best Tame Impala songs. Yeah, in yeah my opinion. I agree. It's so good. And it's very like introspective about, it might be time to face it. You're not as cool as you used to be, stuff like that. Like It's very introspective throughout the song. And it's super good. Like yeah. that'd be the song I'd say listen to. Spoil Spoiled. on the playlist. It might be time. It's such a good song. Like it's a great. It's kind of the song that reminded me to get me out of that thought that this is vibe over song. That song is so good that it kind of made me like be like, no. Go back and listen. It's not like that. It's towards the end of the album. So, yeah. but yeah. I love this album. It's on my love list. It's a two Peace. for our first two album week for me. Album on the love list. Okay. You must have a pretty big love list by now. It's like five or six. Pretty big. Yeah. We'll um, have to go over the love list here by the, the time the quarter of the year comes around. Yeah. yeah. It'll be pretty cool. But I'm going to give it a... Uh, Space Desert out of six. Space Desert. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Listen to it. Try. Might be time. If you don't like it, sorry. Sorry. But yeah, it was really good. Good job, meme. Let's move on to the penultimate part of the show. Pick for next yeah. week where we look ahead, look at the upcoming Friday, February the 21st. And I pick an album for you to listen to. We're going to report back right now it is. You pick an album for me. It's a little bit of a slow week, but that's okay. This week was big. Some of these albums yeah. could be really good. Do you have a pick in mind? Because I have a pick in mind. I do have a pick in mind. Um, Josh, if you would, if you would take it, I would like for you to listen to the new King Cruel album. It's called uh, Man Alive. With okay. an exclamation point. Um, so, like, man, alive. The cover's cool. The cover's really cool. It's this dude. I, I don't know what's going on. He's like an he's M. He's shaped like an M. Yeah, he's shaped like an M. And his face is, he's, like, one of the points. That's yeah. kind of pretty cool. <laughs> King Cruel. I think, he's a, I think he's a British rapper. Rapper. From what I understand. Um, he says it's art yeah, rock. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's not a British rapper. <laughs> Maybe I mean, he's just a British dude. That's the fun of the show. It's a music discovery show. It's about a journey. Yeah. So we'll figure out who Kring Cruel is. Definitely, no one in cool. America says "Man Alive" though. So. It's true. Um, it's a good guess. Except for us now, it's changed us. And next week, maybe even further beyond. Yeah. That good. So, what kind of musical journey do you want to send me on? I'm going to send you on kind of a pretty popular in the underground, even in mainstream a little bit. I'm talking about Grimes. How do you say this album? Miss Anthro 
Anthropocene? 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 Is that how you say it? Maybe you'll figure out for us. Report back. Research on but what Grimes, that word is. Very famous art pop artist. Also dated Elon Musk. No longer. God bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never listened to Grimes. I've always been meaning to. I've heard mixed things to say the least. But looks like this album has good reviews. Yeah, I haven't listened to her either. She seems a little too weird for me. That could be the case. (laughs) Which, I mean, I listen to a lot of weird stuff, so I don't know why I'm holding back. So let's go. Grimes, uh, yeah, come back back next week to listen to listen to us talk about Grimes, listen to us talk about King Cruel. Um, Should be some pretty good stuff. Alright, let's move on Um, to our second to last section, I guess. What we're listening to. This is where we talk about uh, tracks we're listening to, maybe albums, maybe other media we're enjoying. Um, uh, let's get into it. What's what are you listening to? What's going on? A whole lot of music this week, actually. Um, I. Uh, all right, here's the thing. I found myself talking about this band a lot lately. Um. To a lot of random people. Just out of sheer coincidence. Um, and it's uh name of the band is Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Neutral yeah. Milk Hotel. Yeah, those words don't really go together. Um Oh yes they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they do now. They better. Um and these guys, if you don't know who they are, I think you definitely need to. I mean, that's why I'm recommending. Um they are a group that started in the 90s, I guess kind of the late 80s, out of, uh, I think, like, Georgia or something. They're part of this, like, group of of friends that all went to the same high school that ended up making, like, a bunch of different, like, they called themselves Fuzz Folk. They made a bunch of different, like, folk rock bands and signed to Merge Records and had this, like, weird little success story in the world of indie rock. Um, so yeah, fuzz folk. If you can imagine what that might sound like, that's what they sound like. Um, they kind of have this focus on uh, um, the 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 guy behind it, Jeff Mangum. He's uh, there's some songs, toured a little bit. Then he put together their first album. Then they became a band, and then they recorded their second album, and they absolutely blew up like crazy. They became a sensation. Um, that second album is called In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Um, and kind of throughout their career, they've had these elements of like, I don't know, like artsy, dark, like 40s sort of thing Very going weird. on. Yeah, like uh, the first album has like this circus sort of theme. Album has a World War Two theme, pretty obvious concept album that takes you on a journey of two people in love during World War Two. I wouldn't um, say it's that obvious. Very cool. <laughs> um, may- maybe not. Never mind. You gotta pay attention. <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah, cool. That's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, you listen to this music and you're like, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, it's dirty. It's kind of gross. Uh, gross in a good way like the the singing is like this like screechy sort of like uh 
um, yelling that he does. And um, the instrumentation is beautiful. They bring in so many different instruments, but it's also dirty at the same time. And it's singing weird. song. Yeah. Yeah, a singing saw um, everywhere. The 1940s plastered in your face as you're listening to this. Um, really cool. Neutral Milk Hotel. If you want to check him out, listen to that album in the aeroplane over the sea. Um, they're good. Great band. Uh, second thing I want to recommend is probably my favorite love song. I made a playlist recently of love songs because... I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to listen to love songs, so Your I made a playlist. At Justin Bieber. Yeah. At Justin Bieber, Yummy, went on my playlist, obviously. The Country uh, Yummy. The Country Remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this this song, my favorite love song, it's a song by, uh, I think she's British, um, Betty Swan. Uh, Betty's spelled really weird. It's B-E-T-T-Y-E, Swan, with two N's. Um... The song is Then You Can Tell Me Goodbye. It's such a sweet song. It's such a beautiful song. Um, I can't get over the way her voice comes in just in the beginning of the song. Um, yeah, that, that, that's all I have to say. If you listen to that song and you just hear that first few, that, like that first line, the first few words, you're going to be hooked. It's a beautiful song. Um, something about... Um, if you hold me for a million years, then you can tell me goodbye. You know, like, stay with me. It's such a, such a sweet song. Um, the last song I want to talk about is by The Strokes. It's their new single. The Strokes are great. They are this uh, garage rock, pretty much, band that has been at it for quite a while. They released the song last night. That's probably one of their biggest hits. Um, and uh, they put out this new song called At the Door that I absolutely loved. It's kind of kind of a new direction for them that you could probably take as being a little too overproduced or a little too much of a kind of sellout sound. But I think it's really good. And I think it's a new sound, a new direction. And I, I like it. I'm hooked on it. Kind of the same way that... Um, it might be time that Tame Impala track really hooks you. That's what I got. Yeah, it's a new sound for the Strokes, not a new sound for the lead singer. No, Julian. no, not at all. Yeah. But yeah, he's kind of taken his sound into the Stroke sound. Like, he's been on a new wave of experimental kind of music, but yeah, I liked it. What, what is he in? Is it the, the Voids? Yeah, the Voids. The Voids, that's him. Another band. Yeah. Pretty cool. Let's listen to Old Strokes too. The first two albums are amazing. Yeah. I mean, you've probably heard Last Night before, but yeah. Love yeah. them. Josh, you got any? You got any yeah. hyped tracks for us? I got a track. I got something else, a little special thing. But a new track, Thundercat, Dragon Do Rag, Dragon Ball Do Rag. Sorry. It's. I mean, mm. if you know. To, uh, Thundercat. He's known for this very specific soul jazz fusion kind of sound. He's a bassist. He's worked with pretty much every uh hip hop artist in the like other maybe a little more underground, like the Kendricks stuff like that. 
but his own work is really good. I've always enjoyed. This is another artist that has a very specific vibe, soul, very jazz inspired, very electronic music inspired. Uh, he has a very specific vibe. It's kind of just back. His last album, it was a little, it just it didn't feel like him exactly, if that makes sense. Like it was, but I didn't like it as much as his older stuff. But I really enjoyed this new song. I'm excited for the new upcoming album. And it's kind of inspired me because of the name Dragon Ball Do-Rag. If you don't know, I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan. <laughs> Watch it all. Let's go. Over last year Wait or so, Dragon Ball. I was inspired. I'm now watching Dragon Ball original anime on Hulu. I'm really liking it. It's really weird. Uh, it's So Dragon Ball Z is kind of the first shonen anime, which yep. is like hero fights strong monster or strong villain. Pretty much that's the genre. They kind of started a lot of the tropes. Dragon Ball original, it's not that at all. It's a comedy about this young mm-hmm. monkey boy named Goku who meets yeah. friends. It's really cool. I really like it. I didn't it. even know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, yeah, it's on Hulu. If you're interested, watch Dragon Ball Z, watch Dragon Ball, listen to Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Yeah. Dragon Ball Day? Dragon yeah. Ball Day. Let's uh, you ready to send him home, Josh? Let's, send him let's get him out of Dragon Ball Night. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. Excuse me. I'm going to burp first of all. I'm going to uh just recap the albums we talked about this week. We had uh changes from Justin Bieber. Then we had the album Homecoming from Beach Bunny, um, and then we talked about the album. Oh, what's it called? Unlovely from. The Ballroom Thieves. And then lastly, we talked about uh, Tame Impala. What's it called? The, the Slow, Slow Rush. Rush. Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Um, come back next week. We're going to talk about those two new albums from King Cruel and Grimes. And um, feel free to check out our playlist where we put some of our recommendations from this episode. Also, check out our new Instagram um, at illequippedthings on Instagram. Um, You can find us here on Spotify. Actually, I'm not just talking Spotify. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and maybe something else soon. Um, Yeah, thanks for coming. I'm going to finish up the episode by um, reading you the chorus to one of the songs from this Justin Bieber album. Yeah, have a good night. This is from uh, ETA by Justin Bieber. I just want to know your ETA. ETA out the window got me looking out the street. What's your ETA? Distance only made us grow fonder of one another. Be honest. What's your ETA? What's your ETA? Thanks.